The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Paraphrase the title of a beautiful old ballad. The song is over, but the memory lingers on. Yes. Long after we have forgotten the words, and even the melody, the memory of the music, and what it may have meant to us still lingers. And it stays with us long after the song is over, the day is over, the love affair is over, and especially after the murder is over. What is it you want to tell me? The only way to say it, I suppose, is to say it. I'm leaving you. No. No, Edward. I'm sorry, Rosalind. You sold yourself to me. I own you, body and soul. This is the 20th century. I'm not your chattel. There's nothing you can do about it. There isn't? Is that gun your idea of a joke? There's nothing funny about a revolver. You walk out on me, and I'll kill you. <laughs> Especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Marion Seldes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Give yourself and others a gift of cheer this holiday season, packaged in a long playing album, cassette, or eight track. Hi, Pat Summerall to say True Value Hardware Store's Happy Holidays record or tape features heartwarming and joyous music performed by popular artists. It's the perfect way to share the holiday spirit with people extra special to you. Or as background music at holiday get-togethers. And volume 17 of the Happy Holidays album or tape is just $1.99 while supplies last, exclusively at participating True Value Hardware Stores and Home Centers. And say that Pat Summerall sent you. My back's groaning now. Oh, dear. Well, sit there a minute. I think we have some Doan's pills in the house. That's what I love about you, honey. You think of everything. Good advice. Doan's pills for temporary relief of simple backache pain due to overexertion, stress, or strain. Use only as directed. You're walking like your back feels much better tonight, dear. It sure does, thanks to Doan's pills. I'm even ready to stack that wood now. What a way to start our vacation with a flat tire. There, it's fixed. My aching back isn't. Oh, John, your back? Yeah, lifting the tire did it. Look, let me drive and we'll stop for some Doan's pills. Hey, Doan's pills, that'll help. Good advice. Doan's pills for temporary relief of simple backache pain due to overexertion, stress, or strain. Use only as directed. Well, we made it before sundown. Yeah, and thanks to Doan's pills, we can go for a walk before dinner. One flight and you're out of breath? I smoke, remember? Oh, I wish you'd quit. You know I've tried. Then use Bantron. Bantron smoking deterrent tablets help you brace the cigarette habit because they help ease your craving for nicotine. The more you want to stop smoking, the more Bantron helps. Come on, one more laugh. Oh, you're not out of breath. The less I smoke, the better I feel. Bantron helps you brace the cigarette habit. Use only as directed. French, who have that saying. In 
each affair there is the one who loves and the one who is loved? No matter. The fact remains that it's all too often true. And it's also true that while two people may fall in love with each other at the same time, no such neat and convenient scheduling can govern their falling out of love with each other. I'm sure you'll agree. And I hope it's not from personal experience that this may cause a great many problems. Edward! Darling, you're late. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. Well, you're just going to stand there in the doorway. Oh. I'm all packed and ready. Yes, I see. A drink before we leave? All right. Well, you know where everything is and how to mix mine. Well, Edward? Yes? You don't notice anything? No. Well, look closely. I, um... <laughs> Is this what happens after a while? We look at the loved one, but we really do not see? Or does this mean I am no longer your loved one? Your hair? Oh, Edward, you are absolutely impossible. I found it! Yes? The butterfly! The butterfly? Oh! Yes! Well, you bought it for me and you don't even remember? I do. I do. It was at, at Lake Rabajo. Oh, you silly. It was at Lake Maris. Yes, yes, it was at Lake Maris. And remember how I scolded you for spending so much money? <laughs> I thought I'd lost it. And then this morning I was going through some drawers and there it was. This adorable golden butterfly. See? Yes. I'll never put it away again. I'll wear it always with everything. <sighs> Shall we go? Are we ready? I suppose so. Let's be off. I, I think I'll have another drink. Oh, is that wise? It's quite a long drive. Oh, well, then I won't have another drink. Oh, don't pout. You know I'm right. Yes, you're always right. What does that mean? Nothing. Oh, you're always so nervous at the beginning of each trip. Well, it's a beautiful place, and it's very much out of the way. We won't run into anyone we know, and she'll never find out. It isn't that. No? Then what is it? Your phone is ringing. Oh, let it. Well? Rosalind, there are times when... There are times when what? Rosalind, the phone. I don't care about the phone. Well, a ringing telephone makes me nervous. All right. Hello? Mrs. Wallace? Who is this? Alfred Graham, Mrs. Wallace. What do you want? I have to talk to you. We have nothing to talk about. Mrs. Wallace, I have a wife and children. You also had a wife and children when you stole my money. No, please, please, give me a chance. Why? Be because from now on, I'll be the most trustworthy, the most reliable employee you could ever have. I I've learned a terrible lesson. I've been through the fire. I've suffered. In a few years, I'll have found a way to pay you back. I'm sorry. What does the money mean to you, anyhow? You have so much. Just because I have a great deal of money, does that give you the license to steal? I thought I could pay it back. You were greedy and stupid. Yes, yes, I was. I confess. Oh, look, I can't go to prison. I'll be disgraced. That is your problem, Alfred. I can't face it. I'll... I'll kill myself. As I just said, Alfred, it's your problem. No, I mean it. I'll kill myself. Good night, Alfred. Now, where were we, Edward? Who was that? Uh, nobody. No, tell me. Oh, an auditor with one of my real estate companies. I caught him with his hand in the till. 
And he was asking you, I gather, for a chance to redeem himself. Well, it doesn't matter. He was desperate. I, I, I heard him say he was going to kill himself. I don't think he will. I do. Well, why are we even talking about it? Do you realize that you didn't even kiss me when you came in? I heard that tone in his voice. That man is going to commit suicide. Well, he has that option if he chooses. What are you saying? I'm saying it's time we were on our way. You mean that you and I will just go off and enjoy ourselves even while we know another human being is about to lose his life? Oh, people are always losing their lives all over the world. But this is one life you could save. I'm not the one who's holding a gun to his head. Rosalind, there's a, there's a basic morality here. Morality? Darling. Are you going to preach about morality? You are as immoral as I am. No. You just haven't learned to accept it. But you will. Never. What if... Sheila were to find out about us. Sheila knows. About you and me? She doesn't know who it is specifically, but she knows there's somebody. When did she find out? I think she always knew. Well, that's good. Then she's had time to become accustomed to it. We talked, Sheila and I, and she's decided to forgive me. Oh, how noble. Provided I promised to end the affair. Oh. And I swore to her that I would. Oh. But... You still made the reservations for this weekend. Yes, yes, I did. And was this to be our final fling? Well, until just now, I was afraid to face you with it. But what just happened, this telephone call, made me realize something. Yes? What? That you're an evil woman. Am I evil to you? Am I? Don't I bring you something you can't get from your wife? Let's leave Sheila out of this. Oh, yes, of course. Let's leave her in her wheelchair. And so, therefore, don't you come to me for fulfillment, for pleasure? Don't you admit it? Yes. Well, then, what's your complaint? I... I'm committing adultery. Well, you've been committing it for the last seven years. Well, I want to stop it. You could have stopped it any time you chose. You could have divorced Sheila and married me. How can I divorce Sheila? She's helpless. But the fact is, she cannot be a wife to you, in the complete sense of the word. I want this relationship of yours and mine to end. And how do you propose to live without me? You make out rather poorly selling stocks and bonds. Without the money I so adroitly managed to give you, uh, I don't... Sheila and I will get by. Edward... I do not choose to end this relationship. Rosalind. This <laughs> furtive little relationship. <laughs> this tawdry secret affair. There's nothing more. Oh, we... shut up, Edward. You belong to me. You're bought and paid for. Rosalind, let me go quietly. Look at me. I'm not very much. You're enough for me. Rosalind, you're an attractive woman. A wealthy woman. You could do so much better. Well, you are what I want, and I intend to keep you. No. I'm leaving. You are not going to walk out on me, Edward. No one walks out on Rosalind Wallace. Yeah, I am not your chattel. Yes, you are. You sold yourself to me, body and soul, and I do not choose to release you. There isn't anything you can do about it. Isn't there? Here it is. Is this your idea of a joke? No, there's nothing funny about a revolver. Are you trying to threaten me? I never threaten, Edward. I state a fact. If you walk out on me, I'll kill you. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You won't pull that trigger. Why not? You're too shrewd a businesswoman. And this is just a bad deal. Oh, is it? You shoot me, you'll spend the rest of your life in jail. Is it worth it? Yes. I don't believe you. Don't take another step, I'll kill you. No, you won't. Goodbye, foolish Rosalind. Goodbye. Oh. Ros Rosalind. You didn't believe me. 
You won't get away with it. Why didn't you believe me? You won't get away with it. Edward. just as fast as I could, Mrs. Wallace. Come inside, Alfred. I even broke the speed limit. I... Why, what happened? That, that man lying there on the floor, he's... Oh, that's blood. Is he... Is he dead? Yes. Dead? Oh, how? He was shot. Who shot him? You did. Me? Yes, Alfred. You. What? But that... That's impossible. Sit down, Alfred. Well, sit down? Why? Because I say so. Now, now just hold on. Yes? A, ma- a man's been murdered. Yes, that's obvious. That means we have to call the police. We will, Alfred. We are going to do that very thing. When? Just as soon as you decide to confess. Oh, why? Why should I confess to a murder I didn't commit? Oh, I think I can convince you, Alfred. I know I can convince you. She would have to do some mighty tall convincing to convince me. But then I'm not Alpha Graham. And it must be said that she's quite the convincer, this Mrs. Rosalind Wallace. She also seems to surround herself with rather weak and pliable men. While we know that Alfred is weak, can he be that pliable? As usual, the answer is revealed in the second act shortly. John Hammond, Stacy Keach, Lloyd Bridges, Warren Oates, Sterling Hayden, Colleen Dewars, Torn, Robert Vaughn, David Doyle, Kathleen Beller, Paul Winfield, Geraldine Page, Rory Calhoun, and Gregory Peck as Abraham CBS TV presents The Blue and the Gray, a spectacular television event. Five years in the middle. The Blue and the Gray. Sunday at 8, 7 Central and Mountain on CBS TV.
Well, from smoking, my fingers are always stained, and uh, those tobacco stains aren't easy to get on. I never gave much thought to the fact that, you know, my teeth were tobacco stained, too, until I started seeing that Topol commercial on television. Topol Smoker's Tooth Polish, a special combination of polishing agents and a rich foaming cleaner formulated to help remove ugly yellow tobacco stains. Topol is gentle enough to be used instead of regular toothpaste. Uh-huh. Oh, I smile a lot more now. Topol, mint flavor in the blue package, fluoride in the red. This is Gene King for your Better Business Bureau. You know, according to the Census Bureau, last year more than 15 million Americans changed residence. If you're planning to move soon, particularly to another state, here's some advice. Get at least three cost estimates from professional movers. Ask each bidder for a copy of its latest performance report. You see, the Interstate Commerce Commission requires that interstate movers who make a hundred or more shipments a year have these reports available to consumers. And the reports will show how often the company's price estimates turned out to be high or low, how often pickups and delivery were late, how often goods were damaged, and how long it took to settle customers' claims. Valuable information for anyone comparing moving companies. A consumer tip from this station and your Better Business Bureau. Who was it wrote? The buyer needs a thousand eyes. The seller needs but one. Buying and selling, in a basic sense, that could pretty well be what this world is all about, no? Every day, in a multitude of ways, some large, some small, each of us is presented with an opportunity to make one sort of deal or another, aren't we? Someone is always willing to sell us something or other in exchange for our time, our labor, our love, or our immortal soul. And how can we tell if it's a bargain? Well, the Romans had a phrase for it. Caveat emptor. Let the buyer beware. You want me to confess to a murder I didn't commit? Yes. Well, I beg your pardon, Mrs. Wallace, but are you crazy? No. Well, then how could you even think that I would... Because it would be the sensible thing for you to do. Sensible, practical, prudent. And I might add, far-sighted. A man is lying dead on the floor, and there's the gun. You, you killed him. Of course, but only you and I shall ever know that. Well, I'm going to call the police, and they'll arrest you for murder. And what will you gain by that? Well, I'll have the satisfaction of knowing that a woman like you, a cold, cruel, unfeeling woman, will be sent to prison. And will that be satisfaction enough for you, Alfred? Yes. Now, just think. You will also be in prison. You've been caught stealing. What will become of your wife and your children? You have no savings. They'll have no income. You'll lose your home and your car and everything you own. How will they live? And finally, when you'll be freed, your reputation will have been destroyed. So who will hire you or trust you with money? I'll still have the satisfaction of seeing now, you... Now, shut up a minute. Well, you're in no position to order me Listen around. Listen to me, you fool, before I lose my patience. Regardless of what happens to me, you will go to jail. I have proof of your embezzlement. I have the false documents, the forged checks. But I... So confess to this killing. To save your neck? To save your own. How? 
I'll go to jail for murder instead of embezzlement and forgery. Oh, no, no, thank you. You will be well paid for it. Paid? But my reputation will still be destroyed. Your reputation is gone in any case. We're talking about your wife and your children. Are they worth saving? Well, how, how I'll do you... I'll save them for you. You? You're what? I will, one, pay off the mortgage on your house. Two, I'll set up a trust fund to send each child through college. And three, each month I will send your wife a check for one half the salary you've been receiving. Half? Two-thirds. But I... Now listen, you're in no position to bargain. Take it or leave it. I... In I... addition, I shall pay for the best legal counsel to defend you. I'm sure they'll come up with the most sympathetic defense. <laughs> Who knows, you may wind up serving less time for murder than you might have for embezzlement. Well... I don't Bella, see... Bella, we've how... run out of time, Alfred. I need your answer now. Well, I... Let's say I... Well, I mean... Oh, how, how would this thing work? Now, don't worry. I'll create the proper story. Now, the first thing I have to do is pick up this gun and wipe off my fingerprints. There. Now, I hand you the gun so that you can place your... My fingerprints. <laughs> if you fired the gun, then naturally it would show your fingerprints, wouldn't it? Here. No, no, wait. How do I know you'll keep your end of the bargain? You've worked for me for 15 years. Now, in that time, did you ever know me to break my word? Well, I... I've always tried to get the best of every deal. That's true. But have I ever lied? No. All right. Now, take the gun. No. No? Well, it's... It... Take it. And confess to a murder I didn't commit. You have no choice. Oh, my wife, my children... They'll think I'm a murderer. Well, at least they'll think so in a warm house with full stomachs. I don't want them to believe What's that more I... important? Your vanity or their welfare? Take the gun. Uh... That's it. That's it. Good. Now grasp it firmly. Fine. Now let it fall to the floor. Now, sit down. What are you going to do? Watch. Hello? Oh, police emergency. Uh, there's been a murder at my home. I'm, 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 I'm Mrs. Rosalind Wallace, 86 Harrison Crescent. Yes. Well, what are we going to say to the police? You are not going to say anything. You are going to be in a state of shock. It's Lieutenant Muller, Chuck. The man's name is Albritton. Edward Donald Albritton. He's dead. Looks like one shot through the heart. You can send the lab people over and get the routine started. Yeah, right. Now, uh, you. What's your name? What's your name? Lieutenant, you can see the man is in a state of shock. Do you know his name? Alfred Graham. Um, and he fired the shot? Yes. You know him? He's an employee of mine. What's the name of your firm? Wallace Enterprises. And the dead man? You knew him too? Not really. What does not really mean? Oh, casually. Yes? 
He worked for a brokerage house, and he'd call on me from time to time to try to sell me stocks, bonds, various investments. What was he doing here tonight? He'd phoned me. He was in the neighborhood. He told me he had a special situation that I simply couldn't afford to overlook, and could he come over and make a presentation? Well, you never know, so I said yes. And what time did he get here? About six. We started to discuss it, and then I heard a noise in the next room in the library. I was afraid it was a burglar, and I wanted to call the police, and he said, oh, nonsense, let me handle this. Yes? Well, poor chap. I, I guess he really wanted to impress me. Before I could stop him, he'd run into the library in here. I heard some words, and then a shot. I looked through the open door, and I saw poor Mr. Alberton lying on the floor, and Alfred Graham just standing over him. Alfred Graham had shot Edward Alberton. Why? I asked him, but he couldn't answer. He was in the same state of shock he's in now. But I, I didn't have to ask, really, because I knew why. Was there something between these two? No, it... I suppose it all has to come out. What does? Oh, I wish I didn't have to mention it. Alfred Graham has been stealing from my company. He's even forged my name on several checks, and... Recently, I confronted him, and I told him I had the evidence. So I suppose he was desperate. He, he, he must have come here to try to find it, the evidence, and destroy it. And while he was rummaging through the drawers of my desk, he, he came upon that revolver that you see there on the floor. Yes. Oh, it's registered in my name. I have a license for it. Go on, Mrs. Wallace. I said he was desperate. I suppose he thought if he couldn't destroy the evidence, perhaps he could destroy me. But Mr. Alberton fought with him and... Alfred Graham killed him. Poor Alfred. I mean, at heart, he really isn't a murderer. And as you can see, the realization of what he's done, it, 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 it's just too much for him. Well, I guess it's all pretty much open and shut. Imagining all this. 
Mrs. Wallace, the state has an ironclad case. I know, Mr. Hollings. It will even be called as a prosecution witness. Yes. According to the statement you made to the police detectives at the time of the murder, you actually saw him commit the crime. Yes, that's true. In addition, they have his signed confession and his fingerprints on the gun. I realize that. Well, I'm not being vain. But you don't really need an attorney of my experience. It's a lost cause. But I feel an obligation. He's an employee of mine. Even though he was robbing you? Oh, he's been punished enough for that. Well, no matter who defends him, he will be found guilty. But you'll do your best for him? Well, actually, all I can do is hope that the court will temper justice with mercy. You've always been successful in getting the maximum amount of mercy for your clients, Mr. Hollings. <laughs> well, thank you. It's all a matter of selecting the right jury. You are... Flora Bennett. Uh-huh, Miss or Mrs. I'm a widow. Uh, are you employed, Mrs. Bennett? I'm a secretary at Collins and Parish. And what do they do? Well, they're certified public accountants. And how long have you worked there? Six years. And what did you do before that? I was with my lady's choice. What's that? A chain of boutiques. Located where? In various resort hotels. <laughs> and what was your job? I managed one of the stores. Was that a better position than the one you have now? Yes. May I ask why you left? I was fired. Uh-huh. Do you know the defendant, Alfred Graham? No. Do you feel that you can judge him conscientiously? I do. Your Honor, the twelfth juror, Mrs. Sarah Jean Bennett, is acceptable to the defense. Are you satisfied with your jury, Mr. Hollings? Yes, I think we have a sympathetic group. Are you sure? Well, it's not an exact science here. You go with a gut feeling. Yes, you know, the one I like best is that Mrs. Bennett. Why? She has courage. How can you tell? <laughs> Why did you leave your job? I was fired. And you see, she could have answered in a more face-saving, self-serving manner. But she's obviously a person who doesn't care what anyone thinks. And she is the holdout type. What's that? A juror who isn't afraid to be on the short end of an 11-to-1 ballot. Oh. In cases where it's 50-50, I would disqualify her. And she could hold out against me. But here, with the verdict practically assured before we ever begin, she could only hold out for me. Despite all the evidence? And if by some miracle she might be convinced somehow that Alfred Graham is not guilty, you could never get her to change her vote. Oh? Now don't count on it. And chances of that are about one in a million. Rosalind. Rosalind. What? Oh, God. Rosalind. Oh, go away. Please let me sleep. But you're not asleep, Rosalind. Oh, please let me sleep. You'll never sleep again for the rest of your life. Edward. Edward, it's... Sarah Jean... Sarah G. 
Jean Bennett. Think, Rosalind. Think. Think. Let us all think. Suddenly we are confronted with a new character. And with what appears to be a new complication. Who is Sarah Jean Bennett? What possible effect can she have on our story? Well, you know us. We play fair. You already have enough clues to make a certain strategic deduction. We'll check it out in Act 3 shortly. Come through the Now, your participating White Westinghouse dealer is offering big cash refunds of up to $75 on selected dishwashers. Choose from under-counter and convertible models, all built with famous White Westinghouse quality. Plus, during his holiday festival, he's offering big savings on the full line of White Westinghouse appliances. So see him today. White Westinghouse, we're Cyril introduces Mr. Buster Crab film actor and author of Buster Crab's arthritis exercise book. I wrote a book on relieving arthritis pain, and I recommend Icy Hot Cream in the tube. Rub it on. Icy Hot's penetrating warmth reaches way down inside to help relieve minor pain, while a feeling of coolness soothes your skin. I'm convinced that greaseless Icy Hot Cream will give you fast, effective relief that lasts for hours. Use only as directed. I bought this gadget by mail. The ad said it would save me a lot of gas. It did. Since I put it in, my car won't start. They said I could make money stuffing envelopes at home. I'd like to give those envelope guys a licking. If you shop by mail and don't get what you were promised, it could be mail fraud. And there are many different kinds, from products that don't work to worthless work-at-home schemes. If you're a victim or even suspect mail fraud, call your postal inspector. It's his job to keep the mail a nice way to shop. The ad said I could lose 20 pounds a week painlessly. What I lost was $20, and that hurt a lot. They said there were hundreds of dollars to be made working at home. They were right. I worked at home, and they made hundreds of dollars. Remember, most of the time when you shop by mail, you do get what you were promised. But if you suspect mail fraud, call your local post office and ask for your postal inspector or postmaster. Don't take getting taken. A public service announcement by this station and your postal service. All guilt, Sir Goethe, is punished upon this earth. Well, sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. And so far in our own story... We have a case where the guilty party would seem to have clear sailing. It's true that the dead man, the one she killed, keeps telling her that she won't get away with it. But we know there's nothing supernatural involved here. It's only the voice of her own conscience. Or is it? Oh, Edward. What about Sarah Jane Bennett? The name means nothing to you? No. You never heard it before? Never. Are you sure, Rosalind? Oh, I have to stop this. Stop what? This is insane. Talking to myself. You're not talking to yourself. You're talking to me, Edward. You are dead. Of course I'm dead. I simply must 
pull myself together. Didn't I tell you you wouldn't get away with it? Sarah Jean Bennett will give me justice. Who is Sarah Jean Bennett? Juror number 12. Sarah Jean Bennett, juror number 12. The holdout juror. Oh, what are you talking about, Edward? Edward? Oh, I must get some sleep. Please, Edward, let me get some sleep. Mr. Graham, why did you go to Mrs. Wallace's home? I, I wanted to find some documents. And did you? No. And while you were looking for them, a man came running into the room and we... We had a fight. And what happened? I shot him. With what? A revolver. Tell me, did you bring that revolver with you? No. No, I found it in, in Mrs. Wallace's desk. And so you came there unarmed. You did not plan to kill anyone. No, I, I'm afraid I just lost my head. I, I'm sorry. Your Honor, I have no further questions. You're a witness, Mr. Prosecutor. What were those documents you were looking for in Mrs. Wallace's desk? Uh, I... Were they uh, false contracts you had written, checks you had forged, which could prove that you had stolen some $50,000? I must ask you to answer that question. Yes, yes. That will be all. Uh, how do you feel this morning, Mrs. Wallace? I'm all right. You look tired. Well, I'm having trouble falling asleep. A murder trial can do that to you. <laughs> I should know. And that juror number 12... Mrs. Bennett? Yes, she keeps staring at me. Are you sure? Oh, I'm positive. Well, it could be your imagination. No, I don't think so. It's not easy to be the key witness at a murder trial. You mean it's normal for me to be so nervous? Well, everyone's nervous. Some of us manage to hide it better. Uh, let me look at you. Yes. Yes, your costume is just right. Properly subdued. Um, what? What is it? Well, I'm not sure about that pin. My butterfly pin? I think it's just a bit flashy. <laughs> That's just what I said to him when he bought it. Oh. Matter of fact, we had quite a scene about it in the hotel. He really had no taste, never did. But he meant well. What are you talking about, Mrs. Wallace? What? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Are you saying I shouldn't wear this gold pin? Why? I, I wear it all the time now. Oh, no, no. It'll be all right. After all, you're not the one on trial. Mrs. Wallace, you told the police officers at the scene and testified here that the deceased, Mr. Albritton, came to your house to sell you some securities. Yes. How well did you know Mr. Albritton? How well? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't really know him at all. Are you saying that that was the first time you'd met him? Oh, oh, he may have called on me at the office once or twice. But the relationship you had with him, it was purely a business one. Y yes, yes. You knew nothing else about him? No, not really. And you were discussing an investment with him when you heard noises in the other room? Yes. Mr. Albritton went inside to investigate. There was a scuffle. 
the defendant shot and killed Mr. Alberton. Yes, sir. Your Honor, I have no further questions. Rosalind? Mm-hmm. Listening to Bach, are you? Yes. He would be your favorite composer. He's so mathematically precise. Edward? Yes, it's Edward. What do you want? Your plan was so simple, so logical, but it isn't going to work. They'll find him innocent, and you'll face the murder charge. Oh, never. It's all over. It hasn't even begun. Juror number 12 will attend to that, Mrs. Sarah Jean Bennett. You've seen her before. I don't remember. And she's seen you before. She's also trying to remember. Even now, she's sitting there in that jury room. It's bothering her. Suddenly, each of you will remember where you had encountered the other. It will occur to you both at the same time. And then it will be all over. She's trying to remember. Trying to remember. from the jurors shouldn't take any time at all. Guilty, 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 guilty. And this last one makes it you're not... Oh, what's this? Not guilty. What? Whose vote is this? Mine. Mrs. Bennett, you vote not guilty? I do, Mr. Farnham. Miss Bennett, the defendant, Alfred Graham, has confessed. I don't believe him. You don't believe him? His fingerprints are on the gun. I don't care. I just don't believe him. You don't believe he embezzled the funds and forged the checks? Oh, yes, I can believe that. But murder? Oh, no. Why not? Because I look at him. I feel it's beyond him. This is a court of law. We have to consider the evidence. I have considered the evidence. And? I don't like it. I just can't believe it. Well, shouldn't they have returned by now? Oh, yes, Mrs. Wallace, long ago. Well, what's happening? It's that one shot in a million I told you about. There's a holdout juror. It's 11 to 1 for conviction. You mean there's a juror holding out for acquittal? And I'm sure I know who it is. But why? Why? Why, Mrs. Bennett? After all, we're all reasonable people. Tell us what you're thinking. I don't believe the defendant committed murder. Why did he confess? Well, there's a missing piece here. I'm trying to remember something. Please, everybody, bear with me for just a little while longer. Rosalind, why aren't you asleep? Oh, how sharp we have become. What does she want, this stupid woman? Why is she holding out? She's trying to remember where she saw you before. Why would that make such a difference? What does it have to do with anything? I have to get sleep. I'm losing my mind. You lost it long ago when you killed me. Alfred Graham killed you. No. The jury will acquit him. How? The evidence. Mrs. Bennett will have caught you in a lie. Then the whole thing unravels. You will confess. You will have to. But what lie? The lie that 
you told the district attorney. I didn't lie. You did. When he asked you how well you knew me, you answered, I didn't really know him at all. The truthful answer had to be, Mr. Albritton and I had been having an affair for almost seven years. How could I say that? Mrs. Bennett is about to catch you in that lie. I remember it. It was on a shop window in the hotel at Lake Maris. Ladies' Choice Boutique. Sarah Jean Bennett, manager. Now, Mrs. Bennett, you must admit we have been very patient. Yes, now I remember. What do you remember? Uh, Please, everybody, just listen to me. About seven years ago, I managed a boutique in a resort hotel at Lake Maris. Well, what does this have to do with... Everything. It was a difficult store to manage. You see, I had bought some gold pins. It was a mistake. They said if I couldn't get rid of them, it would cost me my job. Mrs. Bennett, are you all right? I was fired because I could only sell one. And I just remembered that sale. A man had come in. It was a hard sell, but my job was at stake. The woman he was with, it was a kind of a place popular with unmarried people. Well, she led into him. I'll never forget how she called him a sucker and a fool. Are you making a point, Mrs. Bennett? I forgot all about it after all these years. And then in this courtroom, during this trial, I saw that ugly gold pin again. Now I remember the man who bought it. And the woman he gave it to. The man was the murder victim, Mr. Edward Albritton. And the woman? She was spending the weekend with him. I recognize her now. She was Mrs. Rosalind Wallace. But Mrs. Wallace has testified that she hardly knew Mr. Albritton. That their relationship was purely a business one. Mrs. Wallace is lying. Under oath? Yes. think she does. She remembers. And they'll have to place you on the stand again. I'm so tired. I'll leave you now. You'll be able to sleep. Just close your eyes. Mrs. Wallace. Mrs. Wallace? Wake up, hmm? What is it? I rang and rang your bell. There was no answer. The door was open, so I walked in. Oh, you're the... You're the police lieutenant. I was asleep. I was so good. It was so refreshing. Yes. I, uh... I have instructions to bring you back to the courtroom. Oh. Oh, I see that gold butterfly is on your coat. I must confiscate it. I know. I understand. I, I knew you'd be here. You did? How? It's all finished for me, isn't it? I mean, once they check at places like... Lake Maris, they'll prove I was there with Edward. <laughs> the silly pin. Without it, she'd have never even thought about me. You'd better pack a bag. You see, I knew that Edward was trying to leave me. And I thought by wearing the butterfly pin, I would awaken certain memories. Well, 
I did. But I awakened them in the wrong person. But it's all right. Oh, it's all right. At least now I'll be able to sleep. of ugly gold pin. The store manager's mistake some seven years before. Traps a murderer a long time later. Yes, even Shakespeare had something to say about fatal pins. Death comes at the last and with a little pin bores through the castle wall and soon the king is dead. Meanwhile, I hope that you shall stay pinned to our radio till I return shortly. I've had my share of winning teams over the years, but one of the best teams ever fielded, in my opinion, is not at the stadium, it's in the library. This is Eric Parsegian, and I'm here to urge you to check out the teamwork at your library. You'll discover a winner. If you're looking for the answer to a question, any question, just dial the library's telephone reference center. In most libraries, there are specifically trained teams who can find the information you need. Maybe your reading skills aren't up to par. Don't let that stop you from getting ahead. Start with the library. Many offer reading programs, and if yours doesn't, the team of librarians will know where to send you. And just in case you've forgotten, the library is one of the nation's great inflation fighters. Almost all services and programs are free. Whether you need to know how to play a better game, how to shop smart, or how to save energy at home, the library's team can help you score. Use your library and support its team. A public service message from the American Library Association and this station. Salvador Dali painted a masterpiece which he titles Persistence of Memory. Yes, memory, which stays with us always. We never really forget anything we have ever learned. True, it may become twisted and faded. It may lose its form and shape, and even its meaning. But it stays somewhere deep within us. Then one day, for some reason, or for no reason, it bursts before our eyes in all its original color and brilliance and freshness. Our cast included Marion Seldes, Mando Kramer, Lloyd Batista, and Joan Shea. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next you know what Anne had the nerve to say to me? Henry, calm yourself. Oh, to put it mildly, le majeste, huh? I made that woman, and I can break her. I was forced to marry her. You'd have me believe that? Yes, yes, her sorcery bewitched me, but it's all over. Over and done with. It's because of young Jane Seymour, isn't it? Well, might be. She's a charming creature. I won't be punished if I marry her, I can assure you of that. Your Majesty, who has punished you? Who would dare? Ah, for a wise man, you talk like a fool. A man is denied a son. Is that not the Lord's displeasure and anger? Well, I shall marry a third time and please him. 
hanged myself. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by White Westinghouse Appliance Company. This is Tommy Grimes, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time. Pleasant dreams.